Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr., and with me again is Ryan Greening from Ryan's Messy RC Room. How are you doing, Ryan? Doing well, Joe. How about yourself? Doing okay. A little sore. Um, I had a jiu-jitsu tournament yesterday. Did fairly well, but the way it was ran, it reminded me of how a poor RC race program is ran. I was a little di- disappointed. So did it kind of suck some of the energy out of the event? A little bit, a little bit. Um, so so let's put the, the kids had to be there before 9.30 to get checked in, which is fine. But then they didn't get going until 11. I don't know why. So then they got done with the kids fairly quick. They got done with the kids at 12.30. Well, instead of starting the adult brackets, they decided to take a half-hour break. That was pretty frustrating. Just a bunch of scumbags from New York running that tournament. That's all that is. Nobody brought their lunch with them, huh? All had to run out for Chipotle? Yeah, I don't know what, everybody had whatever. There were literally, my, um, the referees are juice heads, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, tell us about that sword. And, uh, you know, obviously not everybody has seen the sword that you got. Who won it? What was it for? Tell me about so, that. Uh, okay, I, I, I grappled in three divisions. I grappled in... 30 and over, no gi, so basically I'm not wearing the pajamas, I'm just wearing shorts and a rash guard. 30 and over gi, so that's the pajamas, and 18 and over regular adult, no gi. So I got it from 30 and over no gi. When you win the gold medal, you get a sword or a championship belt. I took the sword. Because Jackie oh, wanted congratulations. it. Thanks. It's my first gold. So Jackie wanted it, but she um, got injured during this tournament. And uh, she had to pull out. So she's all right. Jackie is your though. daughter, correct? Huh? Jackie is your daughter? Yeah, yeah. Hey, your phone's a little bit funky. Okay, let me get off of this Bluetooth device. Okay. Yeah, so... And now I should be just on the phone. Okay. Yeah. It sounds okay, I guess. It was just getting a little muffly. So, anyways, this tournament... um, Great competition, but it was just ran terribly basically so are you still there ryan all right we're gonna pause this and i'm gonna get ryan back on the line all right ryan's back with us he uh had a little disconnection problem so yeah i just uh had the jiu-jitsu tournament yesterday i'm a little worn out i went to open mat today got a little more abuse and my body's totally shot right now <laughs> yeah i'm feeling you i so i put a i i didn't put on i helped put on an event at the cottage grove bike park i saw yesterday 
it was a jam. And then within that jam, I organized and ran a pump track race. So I pretty much grabbed everybody that was at the park and signed them up and did a pump track race and, you know, organized it and did the brackets. And Friday, I was off of work. So I went to a local trophy place and got some trophies done. And cool. It was fun. And then uh, I rode for a little bit after that jam. Yeah. Uh, made my way up to Isanti to watch the Supercross finale with some friends. Okay. And we got after it pretty good. And then I went back to the bike park today because I just couldn't get enough. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. But we're 36... And in RC-related news, I just got done running a... Um, a VRC live invitational event. How'd that go? Oh, it was fun. Um, I did not qualify out of my semi. I was I was in a pretty fast semi, and I didn't have the stuff to hang with the top four in that one. Okay. So I ended up I ended up fifth, which was first alternate, and or what they did was is both fifth place finishers they took the one with the most laps yep. in the least amount of time, and so I got the last spot in the main. Okay. And, uh, I think I, I think I finished fifth in the main, so it was pretty good. Nice, nice. It's cool. Yeah, the the pump track stuff is pretty awesome. Who I did pump. not watch Supercross. I was busy watching the fights last night. Who won? Uh, I think Eli Tomac won. Okay. Um, I was in a little bit of a different state of consciousness <laughs> at the at the time that the 450 main was going on. I got so, you. So, um, if I remember right, Tomac absolutely blitzed everybody. So yeah. he was on another level, made it happen. The big news was uh, Adam Cian Cirillo of the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. He absolutely crapped the bed, really, and ended up losing his championship, which should not have happened. Wow. He, would, he had it in hand. Uh, he was being beat by the person that he was. Uh, battling for that title but he had plenty of points in hand and he just absolutely crapped the bed well that's so, no good that's no good it was at all. tough it's, a lot of people love that kid he's kind of a golden child of supercross so it's been hard watching him struggle the last few years to not live up to early very high expectations yeah i was gonna say i wonder if that's a mental block he's dealing with or oh it has to be he he steps on his d more often than not yeah so. yep so yeah so last week the reason i didn't do any kind of podcast last week because i was in omaha racing at the spring championships yeah 110 indoor champs it was about it great so i i, I don't know if i should say it but i'm gonna say it anyways alex sturgeon Built that track as kind of a F U to Aaron Waldron. Who's that? Oh, yo. So Aaron Waldron was the SJW. Let me think. Okay, so on this podcast, I'm going to swear every now and again, but I'm trying to think of a way to not swear offensively because the best thing I can think of is See you next Tuesday. Read between those lines. <laughs> so he's he did a bunch of articles just trashing stuff like, oh, trophy girls should be gone from RC. And then um, 
there will never be a good track with a crossover and or a front straight. We'll get back to that in a second. Then he creates this Facebook page called Dead RC. And he just goes after people maliciously. Well, live so RC. Trying to piggyback on what was that old site? Shred like RC. RC guy. Shred RC. Shred RC. That Sh- one was good. Shred RC ripped on people, but they knew where the line was. Dead RC went over the line by a lot. So at this time, Aaron Waldron worked at Live RC. And um, he was doing this Dead RC thing anonymously. Well, he went after Live RC or something a couple times. Live RC got tired of him and had one of their web guys find out who he was through an IP address, and he got fired immediately, obviously, because he's right. a mentally LSJW lady. So I was nervous going into this because I'm like, because front straights, whatever. I run Nitro. Front straights are fine. I don't dislike him. Now, the crossover, I was so scared because I'm bringing my son with me. He's very, very, very wet behind the ears. Yeah, Joe 3. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit here. But I'll tell you what. It still wasn't very, well, I can't say it wasn't Marshall friendly because there weren't many crashes on it. All you did was you hit the crossover and you just dropped down. There was yep. no lip, no jump. It was just a drop. And that's the only way to do it. In my <laughs> 31 years of racing, Alex Sturgeon has made the first fun and successful crossover I've ever dealt with. Yeah, that whole track looked fabulous. Yep. So to just, you know, lay it on us. How how did you like the track as a whole? The track as a whole was great. Let me think about this here. No, I liked everything. The elevation changes were correct. There was a hidden off-camber corner, but once you got used to driving it, because it was just a slight, slightly off-camber, you know what I mean? Yep. But once he got used to driving it, it was great. The traction was awesome. There is one very, 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 very small complaint. There was one slightly blind corner on the track that a lot of us could have done without, but with enough practice, he went right around it. It was actually really, there was, that was one of the raciest tracks I've ever been on. It, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, and not only did it promote good racing, it looked like it did well for all of the Joes. Oh, yeah. Well, you saw my Dash for Cash win on my Facebook page, right? I did. You saw the passes I could make on it. You would, I mean, all three of you looked like you had great weekends. Joe 3 didn't so much. Okay. Well, we had a talk. So, my son has one of the most severe cases of ADHD you can have. So I give him, I I give him a little more slack than I do my daughter because they're two different people. He three times this, that last weekend, he literally got bored 
of driving, let go of the wheel, and put his car into the metal garage door at the end of the straightaway. Oh, no. (laughs) Way, way, way off the track and racing line and all that stuff. And I had to have a talk with him at the end of the race weekend being like, dude, either you're going to be done with racing for a bit until you can actually drive it and whatnot, or you're going to start taking this more seriously because he not only did that on the track, off the track, he wasn't paying attention. If you've never been to Omaha, so in Omaha, going from the pits to the track, there's a set of double doors. He wasn't paying attention, and a double door hit him in the foot and peeled his big toenail 90 degrees back. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thankfully there was a track mom there with a nail clipper. I forget her name, but she was awesome. And got the nail clip, got it cleaned out, and got it bandaged up. But, I mean, I was almost looking at a hospital bill that's out of state. Right. So Possibly out of network. Yeah, probably way out of network. So he needs to i i told him he can play you've seen my son at the track he runs around he plays he's silly and i don't care as long as he doesn't bother other people but when it's time to race he has to be serious and now he understands it totally um senior oh man I think he figured it out on the very last lap of the AAA mains. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a good finish, right? Didn't he, didn't he, finished, he podium in no, one of his classes? No, he only ran independent stock, and he finished fourth overall. Oh, okay. Well, Which shoot. is really good. Independent stock was the biggest class. Yeah, cool. I, I TQ'd. I TQ'd the first two rounds. The third round, I did a little experiment. And then I pulled my car off the track so somebody else could take the zero for the round. Sure. And then um, I won the first two A mains. And then I sat out and watched the third one. And on the last lap, Senior was right behind a person that he had to get around to get the podium. And I just yelled up, this is your last lap, Senior. You got to do something now. And he turns the fastest lap he did all weekend. (laughs) <laughs> he he didn't awesome. get it but it was so close and that uh so that kind of leads me into my next question uh just in general who was the fastest driver there alex Vanderbeek. okay is he running like mod buggy mod wheeler yep, that kind of yep. thing and he won both okay cool yeah and no. how was the truggy turnout before we talk about your truggy results <sighs> that was frustrating so I understand why you didn't make it. You were yep. the you were one of the only people that had legitimate reasons. People from Minnesota need to stop signing up for things if they don't intend on going. Because yeah. I'm sitting there, Alex is like, "Well, who from Minnesota is coming?" And we're going through the list. I'm like, "He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not." And the load of shit. I heard in the pits at the last 510 race that I went to. It's like, right. Excuses. Dude, you guys signed up. You got, you should show up. 
I don't care. I mean, talk crap in the pits about you going, but don't sign up if you don't plan on showing. That looked sure. horrible for us. You made us all look like trash. Except for yeah, you, Ryan. That's a bummer. So overall, how was the turnout? I mean, how many uh, trucks? Uh, eight trucks, but 160 entries overall. We, they were at 220 until he had to start deleting people from Minnesota. Right. So, yeah. Did you see multiple brands there? Um, In that eight-truck eight field? There was a couple VT64s and a couple Technos. A Techno one, dude had his truck dialed. Cool. My truck was good. I just couldn't. There was so much. There's one thing I found. The VT64 is not good at flat landing. Yeah, you mentioned that. And Ooh. just, I mean, expand on that a little bit. What does it do it that just you say gets, it's not good at it? The truck just gets wildly upset. Sure. I drove Alex's. His was a little better, but it was kind of similar. So, I don't know. I... Uh, I, I won my weakest class, and I did crappy in my strongest class. <laughs> sure. But it was a great week. I mean, I won the biggest class in the field. Yeah, you you kind of skipped over that. You didn't really mention that you did go out and win. Or, yeah, you did. You yeah. said you won independent stock buggy. Yeah. Um, did you also run the regular stock buggy? No, class? I was going to, but it was too close together on the program. Sure. But it, it was a good time. Um. It, um, it was a little frustrating. There was um, sponsor guys in independent stock. Really? Well, so there was one guy. I am bring it up because why, why complain? He was a C-Main driver. He goes, oh, you like the DRC stuff? I'm sponsored by him, but I'm running independent <laughs> stock buggy because they don't do much for me. Like that. Hmm. That's totally against the point. Uh, yeah, against the principle. Yes, I mean, that's that, that's uh, that's not showing good class I, right there. I, I think he thought I was sponsored by DRC, maybe because I had him on my podcast. I pimped him out, dude. I, I'm still ordering crap from. I just ordered a phone charger cable. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got nice looking stuff. Yeah, I wanted a six. Fo- I got my wife a six foot long one because the cat chewed it up and i'm jealous so i had ordered myself one <laughs> absolutely and i ordered some screws to see how well they work but i'm not sponsored by them and it's like dude and then there's this one <clears throat> all right um inappropriate rant in three two one so this guy's the type of guy that blows himself while he's holding a walther in one hand and a bottle of jack daniels in the other that's a lovely image. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Just this overweight southerner. We were in the same heat in independent stock buggy. And he lets me buy, and then the next corner he aims for me. Like, you know, and then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I go wide, and he dive bombs to where I would have been. I'm like, dude. Then after the race he's like what did i do wrong i let you buy what did i do wrong i'm like so you went wide in a corner and then you accelerate you have so much more room to accelerate he didn't understand it it was just 
so frustrating. Well, he do shows. You, do you think he teed you up on purpose, or does is he just you know kind of not all there? I would say, I don't want to say he did it on purpose. I just don't think he has the mental capacity to understand momentum. Because, I mean, I I was lapping him in a qual. That's a big track. Those are, in, in stock buggy, I got down to a 23.0. I might have gotten down. No, I got down to a 29.8 second lap. Or 22, sorry. 22.8 second lap in stock buggy. Um, sorry, bro. If I'm lapping you, that's like two laps on a regular track. Right. I mean, but he came on main day fully, fully, fully decked out in TLR gear. You know, the hoodie, the hat and all that stuff. Sure. I mean, maybe he's a fanboy, but I rarely see fanboys that go fully decked out if they're not sponsored. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I've, I'm uh, I'm a victim of wanting to have stuff like that. So I had uh, you know Carpies. Yeah, familiar with that company at all? I believe so. so. I had Carpies a few years back. He did me up uh, some t-shirts and sweatshirts of my um, kind of my kidding racing team. I call it B Main Racing. Oh yeah, you know, it's just me. It's just me. Yep, I am B Main Racing. Yeah, that's but pretty. I had. Uh, the TLR stuff and the Horizon stuff on there because when I started RC, I had a backdoor deal. Oh. So I didn't have sponsorship of any means, but I had really, really good pricing on Horizon stuff. Nice. So that was just kind of like a little kickback for them, you know, because that guy didn't have to do that. Right, so. right. But anyways, yeah, that's the other guy I thought was uh, possibly sponsored. But other than that, it, it was a fan, you know, Alex puts on a great show. I loved, I loved it. You know, he is a great race director. He let me announce some races when he had to go up and race. I had a oh cool I, dude. I got, got to announce. I was I was able to announce the two wheel drive modified a main mod buggies. Oh fun! It was awesome, and I got to do thirteen five stadium truck which was the second biggest class so i got to do those two it was so much fun how'd it go for you you're not you haven't you haven't had that much of a layoff you did a little bit of announcing this year a little bit here and there and it it was it's like riding a bike it's like the first qualifier that i announced i was a little but then i got into my rhythm and got rolling it was fun Absolutely. So overall, you had a fun event. Yeah, definitely Good. go again. Omaha is a must. So I have I have some regional results and some worldwide slash national results. What do you want to get into? Um, should we? Let's do uh, some regional stuff. Let's talk about. Sure. So I will skip to the regional results that I have. Uh, the thing that I have in the forefront of my mind today was the finals day for the MMR state champs. Uh, it's one of many <laughs> one of many races that we call state champs these days. I don't have the background to go back and know what the heck claim anybody has to the state champs name, but 
it is a big, cool, indoor carpet race yep. for 10th scale off-road. It's in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, and it's always the best 10th scale layout of the year. And it looked like he kind of went all out on it again. You had some thoughts on the layout. I have some thoughts on the layout. Um, take out whatever I think of what he did with the layout itself. I hate the graffiti on the jumps. Oh, really? I hate it. I hate it. It's so unprofessional. It's, it. I don't know if you've ever, I've done one of these state champs races. I went a couple of years ago and did the Sunday and did the bump gig. And it just messes it doesn't work with i mean that's why i was thinking about doing the bump game today but i'm like no, i'm not even going to try um okay yeah i have not raced the event so i've only looked at it from a spectator perspective yeah. and i love it like i love looking at the pictures leading up to his race but i haven't had the perspective of standing on the driver's stand and having crazy colors on the jumps and some of the turns and stuff all that so. yeah it's like i don't know it's a, it's a perception deal but other than sure. that great event yeah he busts out a quad he usually puts in an obstacle that you've never seen at his track before you know he always yep. tries to do like one unique thing at yep. least so i appreciate that for um, sure some results from there yep the short course class james dolan was able to take that uh bj lother took second brian hookham took third like three of the nicest guys you'll meet i only know james midwestern Dolan. rc racing yep uh stadium truck evan banta a local yep took that one over emory starkweather another local and james dolan ended up third in that one so he got two pieces of podium pie for the weekend okay slash I'm going to hammer on Emery a little bit here. I'm he going won to slash too. again. Emery has been winning slash races for about 10 years there, so maybe we can retire mm. that truck. Yeah, no, he's uh, he needs to stop. Period. <laughs> he freaking loves that class. I, I, mean, I get it. I get it. And I tried slash 2 back when it was new in 2009, and I'm sure Emery started with it and whatnot. But dude, Move on, pass the torch. Just and this is not just for Emery. If you've raced Slash for more than two years, move on. It's over yeah, for you. Find find a new home for that vehicle. Let somebody else get going with it because right. it is kind of supposed to be the sportsman class. Andrew yeah. would never say that. He'd probably disagree with me. Oh, wholeheartedly, totally. totally. If we were talking to one another, because that's kind of Andrew's thing. He's, he's going to hear this, and he's going to pull out a slash and race at this Friday, I guarantee it. <laughs> and you know what? More power to him. It's your house. You do what you want. Right. So Caleb Lindman, he got second in slash. Okay. William Kratz got third. Cool. Now we move to my favorite class at that track, the two-wheel drive buggy stock class. Yep, so that's huge. Dwayne Fisher, he got third. Yep. Evan Banta, second. Right. Evan's really coming on. He is. Just in general. He's got it going on with on-road and with off-road, so he did well in second. And I love this kid, Nathan Jorn. He took the TQ and the win. I think that's awesome. Most positive kid in RC. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Yep. He, and he just, pr I mean, he promotes the living hell out of AE. I know yeah, he does. probably only has a 50% deal, but he's one of the only ones who deserves a higher deal than that. 
Absolutely. I I mean, yeah, he's my favorite one to follow. Obviously, I'm a little partial to Kyle Holmberg because Kyle does so many nice things Kyle is for me awesome at the track too. that I never even ask him to do. You're right. Kyle so, is awesome, too. Yep. Uh, speaking of, I'm staring at his last year's buggy, looking at the radio tray. I'm waiting for parts. <laughs> um, I, I Speaking of Nathan Jordan, I actually gave him a test to do because, personally, I think the front wing on the two-wheel drive buggies are dumb. <laughs> okay. So I'm get, he's a neutral party. So I'm going to have him test with and without to see if there's a change in the lap times. Sure. Are you thinking Shamrock for this or where? Anywhere. Flipping okay. anywhere. Just, you know, run 5 laps with it on with a fresh battery. Do it with a fresh battery then 5 laps with it off. Sure. It it doesn't matter. I I bet you it's the same. I I am guilty of running the front wing. I can tell you that it's not because I tested back to back and liked one more. I just bought it, slapped it on, and it's been there. I have one of the ones that's hidden by the tower. Yep. So it's down in front of the tower. It's that nifty okay. little J Concepts deal. Yep. And so it doesn't get affected when I when I cartwheel. Ah. When I was first running front wings, it was always off the top of the tower, right? So, I mean, every yep. time I went end over end, you know, that was the end of that front wing. Yeah. I but anyway. Um, I'm not a fan. Other stuff we had happening in the in the area this weekend, Rick's Hobby Farm over in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They had their first race of the year. I saw that. They ran the mini truggy class. It was a little light. They had four entries, but uh, Mike Nesbitt took yep. the win there, our awesome. buddy. Awesome. Good job, Mike. Rick Unger took the second spot, okay. and Kelly Roberts third. Kelly's been racing nice. pretty much everywhere lately. Yes, um, he's gonna get that new PR truggy. Do you yeah, want to get? The, do you want to get into that thing? Why? But because he's, he's sponsored by PR. Oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense now. It's like you already, in my mind, I was thinking, dude, you already have like a perfectly good truck. What are you doing? But oh, yeah. now that makes total sense. Yep. So. Um, uh, eighth scale electric. So that's a combination of e-buggy and e-truggy. There's like, you know, one person in the region that has an e-truggy. So yeah. if they come out and run it, they're fine for that one. Clayton Cartaluca ended up third. Nice. Uh, Dave Homebrew LaRue took second. And I can only imagine every other second of the day was him running that place. Yeah. Doing the maintenance, doing the watering. For doing sure. Doing the driver's meeting, running the show. And he still finished second in the e-buggy class, and Alan Smith took the win. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. And any other deals you want to deal yeah. with locally? Yeah, other, other stuff going on in the region this weekend. Uh, our friend Johnny Schroer down at uh, Shamrock RC Raceway in St. Peter, Minnesota, he had a test and tune run on Saturday, so he had his track set up. He had his scoring equipment out, and as you know, I mean, you can, once it's set up, you can go run Whenever. at Shamrock anytime you want because yep. it's in a city park. So anytime during city park hours, you can show up there and run laps. Yep. But this is kind of their, it's their first official get-together of the season. You know, you can talk to the guy that runs the place, get some laps in, do the lap counter. And, uh, yeah, just taking a look at it, I watched a video of Craig Kruger 
doing laps there, and it looks like it's going to be a blast for a stock buggy. So for I'm sure. looking forward to it. One quick thing about Shamrock, for people who do not know and who haven't been there, they do not have an A and B timing system. It's that infrared deal. Their uh, transponders are about 45 bucks. They also have loaners. The biggest deal is the transponder needs to be seen through the front windshield. Yes, yeah, your transponder needs to be able to make visual contact with the loop. Right. So, yep. And the loop is suspended over the track. Yep. It's not dug in or anything like that because it is an infrared system. So it, yep. yeah, you have to make visual contact with those two units. It does work well. I used it. At, I went there a couple times last year, and it works well. Sure. Yeah. So, um, other stuff going on. Dollar Hobbies uh, in Woodbury, Minnesota. They were supposed to build their off-road jumps. Uh, this weekend, I was going to help them out with that. My, I think myself, Brian Post, and then I'm sure there were other people in on the deal too. But the the brothers had some business stuff come up that was, you know, very demanding. Yep. So they didn't have the time to put into the jumps this weekend, but they're planning on doing them either this week or this weekend. So there will be jumps. Okay. In cool. at the most one week's time from now. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I'm, all the dollar hobbies people that are just, you know, absolutely killing themselves waiting to go out and run their off-road stuff, it's going to be real soon. Well, I, yeah, this they, is a total guess. I'd say within the next two weeks, you're going to be able to go out and practice. Yeah. They, uh, they had to cancel racing today because there wasn't enough people. It's like, dude, on-road in May, that's a really tough sell. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if anything... You know, it would have been a collection of, of their diehard folks, yeah. you know, that came out and went to every single race this winter. But I think uh, two Saturdays in a row, it was beautiful out. So what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else. Lake Superior RC Club up in Proctor. Yep. Uh, they are working on their track, so they're getting fairly close to being ready for their Thursday night club racing events. And then people always ask if they do weekend stuff. They don't do many, but the ones that they do are awesome. Yep. So usually their first Saturday race of the year is called the Electric Boogie. It is a trophy race for the established classes, and it's a freaking blast. Yeah, for sure. Big race. They get it all done in one day, and I think people should put it on their list. I'm thinking so about for going. me, that does it for local stuff that was happening this weekend. But next weekend, we got Full Throttle Raceway and in you also Foley, have Minnesota. I'm torn. I don't know which one I'm going to do. If I do Shamrock. That or what? Huh? That or Oh, Shamrock's first race. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if I do Shamrock, I'm going to have to totally redo my B6. I have to put a gear diff in, um, totally go through everything, put it back to stock. So Johnny Shore said his B6 last year was stock set up with the exception he put 32.5 weight in the rear and 37.5 weight in the front. And his car was off the chain. It really was. 
doesn't hurt that he's a fantastic driver either. Yeah, but no, his car looked good too. Like there's sure. a lot like there's a lot of other brands that they're fast, but they look like a handful going around the track. Sure. They're edgy, they're they don't jump right. It's no, his car was right. So I got so you it. got that dilemma going on. What class would you run if you were going to go to FTR? Mini truggy, mini truggy. Sure. Okay. Um, it takes too well, much. That is kind of a tough decision, then. Yeah, it takes too much work for me to go back to back weekends with the nitro buggy. So, I'm saving the nitro buggy for the MNRC. Yeah, which is the following weekend after that, right? That's right. our opening round. Right. The Moto Dome. Motor they're, City Raceway near Staples in Motley, Minnesota. Yep, they're about and done building the track. It's a guaranteed race. Yes. You're getting it in because it's indoors. Yes, they're about done building the track. Go to the MNRC Facebook page. They have a picture of it up there. Um, I think they just have a couple more tubes to put down. Other than that, I think they're done. So what are your predictions uh, for MNRC this year? <sighs> I don't even, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing same guys. I'm guessing. How about the Seth versus Kyle battle? I think um, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Maybe at the end of this year, beginning of next year, Caden's going to jump in the middle of that. Dude, I mean, Caden's a good driver, but. You didn't watch him last year. Caden turned. Well, I was it at the I was at the up. dome to watch him to watch him win that truggy race, but the first I mean, race if we're talking about nitro. But yeah, yeah, we're not talking the first race. We're talking the rest of the season. Caden turned it up. I I mean like he he making it straight into the A, which is tough, and then he's running with. Let's say he's running up to the top five as of right now. That's a big step from there to where he's Seth made, and Kyle are. He's made two big steps already. Okay. This is going to be I'm the s- biggest one. I'm saying, yet. yeah, I'm saying by the end of this year, beginning of next year, he'll be there. All right. I, I like that kid. I love their dad. Yeah. And the rest of the family. I will take that bet any day, though. Okay. Um. But that'll be something fun for us to, yeah. to look at throughout the year, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Seth and Kyle, it depends. It's like who makes the right tire choice. Sure. Don't forget Kendall. If Kendall decides to turn it on. He's right there in a number one spot. Yep. It has a lot to do, too, I think sometimes um, at different points in the last year or two, Seth has been getting a little bored. Yep. And so... His preparation and his focus goes down. Yeah. And when that happens, Kyle's at a point now where Kyle makes his car perfect. He usually makes the perfect tire choice. Right. He's very, very smart driver, super consistent, ultra fast. So if Seth isn't on point, Kyle's right there. And yeah. sometimes even when Seth is on point, Kyle's right there. Right. Uh, I don't so know. It's, but I've seen a little resurgence in Seth lately. He's having more fun and I think that helps. So I th- I think he's going to be a force this summer. I really hope he's having fun again. I really hope Absolutely. I really hope they're all having fun again cuz guys, you're going to get close but you're never going to be pro. 
either right. have fun or quit. That's what I yep. have to say. And I, I think I've seen him having a lot more fun lately, and and Sean's having a lot more fun too because now he's running. Yeah, you know he's he's not just wrenching and pitting and organizing and trying to figure out what you know dirt pile Zach's playing in. Yeah, out behind the track and. You know, obviously Zach's a little older now, not yeah. doing that anymore. He's too busy making A mains, but Sean's a um, racer. Yeah, no doubt. No so. doubt. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I may or may not be able to race, but at the very least I'll be able to get there Sunday and pit some of my friends. Yeah. See some of the action. And if there's not a lower main for truggy yep. for 10th scale truggy i'm probably not gonna race it because i just don't feel like paying 25 bucks to go into the a main cold it would be 20 for you but sure so 20 bucks that's less the point than it is i know just showing up into the race cold i don't i don't know what i am gonna do is i'm gonna get up there either um if i can get up there saturday evening and turn saturday evening laps that'll help me even more okay and I'll get as many laps in as I can, and if I feel comfortable or anywhere near comfortable, I'll run. But I, you know, I don't want to go out there and uh, not have a good time because even though it's the first race of the season, I've kind of set some expectations for how I should do in Truggy right now. Both I know because I raced it all year. Well, you're fast because, with it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to go out on a limb there, but you know, we, there is there's a lack of talent currently in the class so yes. there's opportunity for me to do well yes until some of the more sponsored drivers and stuff some of them some of them eventually i think are getting get into the class we are we're having too much fun and right. everybody can see it yep so um, i think they'll get there eventually I, I have not handed my radio to anybody well one driver but i mean anybody that Ah, what's a good way to put it? I handed my radio to one person who didn't like it, but everybody else loved it. Yeah, absolutely. I've I have a hundred percent success rate. Everybody I've handed my radio to to drive my truggy has had a blast. But my truggy also has a ton of steering. Right. And that's yeah. If you I hand think... your truggy to a a sportsman level driver yeah. and they still have a sportsman trigger finger. Yep. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. He wasn't sportsman, but. You know what I mean? Sure. I just meant in general. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't uh, signaling anybody out. I, so. I know what you mean. Oh, at the we were the very la mini truggy was the very last race in Omaha, so I handed my radio to Alex and I grabbed Alex's radio. His jumped better, but it didn't turn for crap, and mine turned <laughs> awesome, but didn't jump sure. for crap. So Alex is actually working on that right now on his. Did you say he had a VT sixty four? Yes. As well, they're okay, selling so the he has VT the same kind of truck that you do. Yes, they're selling the conversions at the Hobbyplex. Oh, okay, that's why he's running it. I, I kind of thought he was like a little bit of a techno supporter, but no, 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 no. They are a series sponsor. Sure. But other than that, he's he doesn't have a chassis sponsor right now. He has a different vehicle for every class he runs, and he loves it. He oh, was, yeah, he, good for him. He was Being TLR for so many years, and now he is just whatever he wants. He has so do you want a live Silver State update? Yes. 
Dakota Fend yep. is in the lead. There are 18 minutes and 20 seconds elapsed. They got 26.40 to go. He is, looks like, two seconds clear of Ty Tessman. Elliot Boots. Uh, the Fend must have just come in for a pit. So yep. it's Tessman, Boots, Fend. Uh, where's Mayfield? Mayfield's down in seventh. Yeah. Well. Tebow in the fifth spot. Bornhorse in sixth. So that leads me to I've got some results from earlier in the weekend. Well, I, I kind of um, want to talk about that for a second here. Yeah, go on. First off, Fenn probably won't finish because he's running Spectrum servo, Servos, I believe. Oh, no. We all and know seriously, how Seriously, as you say that, he is just going bloop, bloop. Really? Bloop. Oh, going man. right down the order. <laughs> He was in first when I said it. Yep. He's now down to ninth. He might be done. That's no good because the pit's not going to drop you eight spots. But No, not 12 minutes into, or not almost 20 minutes into a race. Oh, poor guy. Great driver. Yeah. You got to get off that TLR jock and get somebody better. <sighs> Do you think it's just the car, though? I mean, he TQ'd. What did he TQ? No, it's not the car. It's not the car. This weekend? So the TLR guys, they're not running the X anymore. They're already on the X 2.0 that you can't get parts for or I can't get parts for. They have a different chassis and a couple other different parts. Sure. Um, the problem with TLR is you have to run. It's rare that they allow, like they made exceptions for Mayfield but you have to run the Spectrum radio, which is oh, trash. Yeah, you have to run the Spectrum servos, which are trash. You have to run X, Y, and Z. I don't know if he's allowed to run. I I mean, I believe Orion's one of his sponsors. He might be, but dude, if he's on a Spectrum radio, Spectrum servo platform, you stop running Nitro. It's over for you. You're not going to finish a main. I think he finished one main this year, and it was a good second-place finish. That's too bad for him. He It possibly could have been a flame-out. It looks like he's circulating okay. right now, but he went all the way from first to 14th. Okay. So. I wonder if he's running Orion Motor. No, he switched. He switched motors. He was running Orion, but I believe he went to an OS brand. So... He must have flamed because he's back to running some pretty good laps. So that's a bummer for him all the way down to 14. It is. Boots is, Boots is leading it currently. But, uh, Boots and Tessman. E-Buggy. Yeah. Uh, this, this all happened yesterday. So the E-Buggy main, Spencer Rivkin won that. Elliot Boots got second. And Dakota finished yeah, third that's in that. That's got to be a monkey off Spencer's back. Yeah, it's been a while, right? Yeah. For sure. Uh, Truggy, Joe Bornhorst. About time. So a techno truck won. Elliot Boots got second. Yep. Tessman third. Tanner Steeze fourth. Mayfield fifth. Yeah. Rough weekend. You know for Ryan Mayfield. I, I was I was getting tired of the born horse type train until he actually put together a legit win. I'm very happy for him. Yeah, he won it. He won a truck main in a big field. Yep. Speaking of though. Two big races going on this weekend. You have Silver State here in America, and then you have the first and second round of the RCGP. I'll tell you what, the Silver State, for sure on the visual side, is the B side. 
RCGP put, I mean, the, the people putting on Silver State should have looked at the RCGP and should have been straight ashamed of themselves. They really should well, have. I'd say C or D. Because it, it, he had an opportunity to do better than he yeah. did last year, and he didn't. I'm looking at it. The, I mean, the the camera work is okay with Live RC. They have not improved. No, Live RC is okay. They but... have not looked at RC Racing TV and realized that they are getting outclassed in a serious way. The only thing Live RC has above RC Racing TV is a live ticker. That's all Live That's RC's it. got. That's it. But and I was speaking kind of to to Joey, too, the oh. track builder. It's it. The track looks like garbage again. It, does. it looks all loose and sandy. That's and unacceptable. Dusty. Unacceptable. I don't care what you have to do. This is a big weekend. Everybody's one running tires, anyways. Okay, you put something on that goddamn track to hold it together. The ruts in that track. Okay, I like a little bit of ruts and whatnot, but the ruts that are in that track, I would grab Joey by the scruff of his neck and put his face in it like a dog who crapped on the carpet some of these corners look like the barn yeah proctor yeah yeah exactly the the only reason the barn and proctor was fun was because the um big track was underwater right yeah you still got to race yes we we actually talked about that last year for the 2018 season it's like hey should we have one in the proctor barn and they're like, well, no, because we can't use chemicals because it's a horse barn. And then imagine the kind of stuff that would raise if um, if the track was sitting up on the hill in beautiful condition and we were in that barn racing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. you'd have a riot on your hands. For sure. For sure. So let's let's get away from the Silver State. I mean, I think we're both... For once, we're on the same page with how we feel about something. Yes, it was, it's. A, I I don't I don't look at Joey's races and want to race them. There there are seven hundred and some entries at Silver State, and guess what? I I bet, let's say there's seven hundred and twenty, seven hundred of those guys paid their own way out of their own pocket, took vacation time, all that time away from their family. And you give them that crap, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, well, I just hope they had the good sense to get away and have some actual Vegas fun because it's it's in a great location. Yeah. Oh, it is. And then, so did you hear about the practice track? <laughs> yeah, the one that's right next to the racetrack. Yeah, so Bobby Moore builds that track. Guess what? That's not covered by your entry fee. Yeah, you got to pay another 40 bucks or another something for that. 40 bucks. Dude. To go practice on a track that is not the track that you're racing on. So it's basically yeah. you're just running for fun. Yeah, same dirt. Or, or engine tuning. The yeah. only other thing you can say it's for is engine tuning. Yeah. Other than that, Joey, redeem yourself or go away. You're ripping off racers. The end. Anywho. Yep. Good <laughs> business guy, though, because people people are you know climbing over themselves to get to that track. But let's... Let's just move on. Let's talk yeah, about. I'm getting the mad. Awesome. RCGP was wonderful in uh, in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. There was one dummy online talking crap about. Oh well, RCGP's junk. It's not live right now, dude. They're in the Philippines. There's a little bit of a time difference. You know, 
It's I, I don't know what the guy expected. And he's like, the announcer is annoying. I hate him. He was a fantastic announcer. That guy's class A stuff. Yeah. He was. You know, a lot of these races, I would like to say I could do a better job. I, myself, could not do a better job at RCGP. No. No. Not And, and neither could I, is what I would <laughs> and, I wasn't just agreeing with you, but yeah, yeah neither could I. No, yeah. I, I, I look at myself way higher than I actually am. I'm cocky with my announcing. I shouldn't be, whatever. Eh. But I'm like, damn, that RCGP guy. Do, and the interviews, they had, they had like, it, it was done like a, they, they had a vision of making RC like a super cross race. And they did it, and they did it fantastically. Yeah, super professional. The The pits look awesome. I think one thing that really helped them is, I mean, the Philippine Masters track is like the Taj Mahal of RC tracks. Real so quick. it was really smart of them to oh, start for sure. there. For sure, real quick. For the people saying that's oil on the track, that's not oil. That's molasses. Yeah, it's molasses. And, it's, and, and people that... You know, almost everybody begs for traction these days. There's, you know, there's tons of it. There. Oh, yeah. Oodles of it. Yeah. And big, beautiful jumps, a nice layout. It, so that race made me want to go drive my RC car. I'm watching Silver State right now, and I'm glad that I'm sitting in this chair talking to you. Right. Dude, I, I just can't. <laughs> I'm still mad. I'm still mad about that. Anyways. I think Angaro won both rounds one and two. Yeah, he won round one and round two. You know, the round one was the the sprint finals. Yeah. And round two was the 45-minute main. So the 45-minute main round two, Angaro, Juan Carlos Canas got second, Robert Battle third, Rana Falk fourth, McBride fifth. Uh, honorable mention, Cole Ogden finished seventh, and JQ finished eighth so he beat some people so the overall driver standings right now angaro is winning his team has the coolest name so they they have teams like supercross he's yep. on um com sport mx dash scudera do you know how to pronounce that scudera yes. scampi rossi that is awesome <laughs> Which I don't know much about Scampi, but I know they're they're kind of playing off of the the Toro Rosso. I know thing. It's awesome. But so Angaro and Hoffner, yeah, they're leading the way for the constructors championship. Yep. HB Perform is in the two spot. That's uh, Rana Falk and Ogden. Yes. And S Works is in third with Juan Carlos Canas and Micah. What is it? Widmeyer. I think so. Yeah, I'm so glad they got that yep. level of driver into it because that really makes it yeah. a valid well, yeah, series. Especially Angaro, right? Yeah. Well, you have Angaro, you have Battier, you have Ogden, you have whatever you think about him, you have JQ, you have a ton. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, you have Canass, you have all these guys in Manila, and then you have this garbage, ha I mean, you got a lot of pros at Silver State, but you have the best in the world. You have the A1 side best in the world at Manila, and you have the A2 best in the world in Vegas. Yep. It's, I mean, come on. 
You can't. My biggest hope is that the the promoters of the big one-offs, yes, they see the the professionalism, the the beautiful race that's being put on and the way it's being displayed and they want I'm hoping they want a piece of it because if you can remove and a lot of people don't like JQ cuz a lot of people don't like hearing the truth. Yep. And you know, JQ is a strong opinioned truth sayer. Yep. And he doesn't care whose feelings he hurts with it and right. I appreciate that about him because he lays it out there exactly how he feels it is. He's not always right. No. That's fine, but he believe he has his convictions, he believes in them. And he's going to tell you them. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like that. They can't handle that. And they they let that bias affect the way that they feel about this RCGP series. Right. Which is really unfortunate. It's a big mistake is what it is. Huge mistake. There, Everybody that didn't get on board is missing out because, you know, we're just two guys on a podcast and we can't shut up about how great it is. No, we can't. And guess what? Even if you wanted to, if you wanted to enter a team, sorry, it's full for the year. Right. Well, that's also nice. You don't have 50 teams. Correct. It, I, I really, really like it. It's a level of professionalism that this hobby needed. It, it really is. It's, I mean... I think the big wigs had associated and TLR and all that need to look at the two big races side by side this weekend and say, where do we want to put our money? I re dude, I'm just still, <laughs> we, we gotta get off a scale. I'm just still mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't yet because okay. we skipped one. What did so we skip? We, what we, what we skipped was DXR. So the oh. old Neo race. That the was old awesome. building yep. has a new big race. They call it DXR, and Ryan Lutz got a huge win with his Agama. He beat out Ogden. Or, no, Angaro. He beat out Angaro. He beat Angaro. Uh, Juan Carlos Canas got third in that one. Huge win for Agama. Uh, it sounded like, and, you know, I'm sorry to take something away from Lutz, but we're talking about Angaro here, so... It sounds like Angaro um, made a bad tire, tire choice, which, you know, that's a huge part of RC racing. So that's on him. That's everything. And he made mistakes and overdrove because, I, I mean, he crashed a lot yep. in that main and still finished 2.5 off the back of Lutz. Now, for Lutz, that, that was incredible. What, a, what an awesome deal. He's had a ton of struggles since getting off of the Techno, which was probably the right move, but he had to take you know, seven steps back before he could start going forward again. Right. I have a question. How many Shoot. more goose eggs besides, so, okay, Born Horse won with Techno Truggy this weekend, but how many more goose eggs can Techno lay before so, something needs to happen? And what do, you, what do you think that is? What needs to happen in your mind? I don't. I know they had a new buggy at the Worlds, but that's not mm -hmm. released yet. That was a big goose egg. Uh, it's not the drivers; it's the car. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I I hear you. That we all, everybody knows that that truck is good. Yeah. Though, and trucks aren't really moving forward all that much right now. 
right. so they're okay there. They're they're on a a version that came out what like three or even four years ago around there. That dot that dot three. Yep. Awesome vehicle. Yeah, they're buggy. I agree. Um, you got to be an awesome driver to wheel that thing. Yeah. And we have a lot of local locally, success. Seth is an awesome driver. Yes, we have a lot of local success, but. Uh, what what the most frustrating thing techno drivers say oh it's so strong so you're just not going to work on your driving you shouldn't <laughs> right that um, i mean you don't want your car to break in every corner you don't want a fragile car but the car quote unquote being indestructible shouldn't be a quality you're looking for you should be looking for lap times tunability the actual feel of the car that should sure. be what you're looking for, not this redneck. It's strong. I could run this thing through a brick building and it'll be fine. Yeah, I don't really know what they were looking for when they when they brought Tebow on board because, um, yeah, he's had like one or two really good runs in the last two years. Otherwise, he's pretty much like a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place guy now. He's he's not the elite driver anymore. They're hiring the wrong guys. They're hiring well, the wrong I mean, guys. Why'd they, why'd they get rid of the guy that everybody likes? The guy that like, blows Techno's horn as hard as he possibly can. I don't. They're they're trading the same driver. You know, both Jesus loving West Coast boys. Well, they're trading, res- and and the results aren't that much. Yes, um, I believe Tebow has maybe better setup ability and some better drives in him, but you don't get much on the, um, like, social media and engagement. Nope. And, you know, you don't get anywhere near that kind of st- the stuff that you get with Lutz. You yeah. know, people love to follow that guy. Right. What they need to do is, um, what they need to do is get an engineer in there. Like, they need an Adam Drake. Somebody that could take it and say, See this A arm, you need to change this, this, and that. I need this sure. at this degree, I need this doing that, and somebody that could actually help because these guys, man, they're fast, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, they're all shoulders, as am I. I'm not claiming to know any of that, but there are teams that and again when Brian Kinwald was alive he did a lot for a lot of teams whoever he was a part of Uh, and that's should be a pro driver requirement not just go out wheel your ass off and then go home you should you should have ideas in your damn head to make that car better and if you can't make that car better you better have ideas in your head for a new car yep and i i hope the best for them because i i do like i like tebow um he did some awesome things right when he came on. He made, just in basic setup changes, he made their four-wheel drive tent scale way better. Oh, yeah. And way easier to drive, and he put more steering into it, which were, these were all things that that buggy needed, or that wheeler right. needed, and he was able to do that. So I, I think he's got that ability, and I hope that you know he can help them with yeah. that eighth-scale side. Yep, that thing was a turd. <laughs> <laughs> so should we uh we got uh listener questions but before that do you want to talk about that uh p1 
NPR Truggy video that just dropped? <laughs> I know that you do. I do. Let's hear it. So PR, as everybody knows, has been releasing a mini Truggy. As everybody else knows, X-Ray is also releasing a mini Truggy. Look at the way X-Ray does things. You you haven't seen any videos yet. You've only seen little shadowy things. You've seen a couple bodies, but it's on their website. But they're doing it a nice, classy, smart way. PR's first video is the most redneck pile of garbage you've ever seen. It's a dude just doing burnouts on, like, baseball dirt. And it's like, oh, that's not a race vehicle. But then the American team manager shows some grainy, crappy video of his car on the track. It's like, okay. Then he releases a video tonight. I'm like, why? oh, there's a mini, another mini Truggy behind him. Nope. That was a two-wheel drive tr- truck on his tail that he's not pulling away from. The back end of his truck looks uncontrollably loose. On turf. I'm like, is this the way you want to present this? I mean... You, you know, you ask that question and to, to, a, a, to a reasonable person, you would think, you know, maybe maybe we just delete this video and we work on setup a little bit. And yeah, it would have been nice yeah, to get a teaser out there, but we got to make sure that this thing looks good. But, yep. like, this isn't the first time that PR Racing has put out something that didn't look too spectacular yeah get it get a teaser video of your truck on the track alone because guess what you should yeah be, not being run down by somebody else's but sure. you should run down by a two-wheel drive truck right you should be pulling five feet out of every corner from that truck it's just what are they doing i mean <laughs> i so from that beginning hopefully Hopefully things go a lot better for them. Adam Drake. Video. Adam Drake is still sponsored by him. Adam Drake is very, very busy with Mugen, but Adam needs to take the wheel on all of that and be like, hey, 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 stop it. And then put what's his face's face in that video like a dog who's made a mess on the carpet. <laughs> Dude, that's not what you do. And he he was doing the like there were people who were posting really cool build pics of it. Yep, looks like an interesting truck. Yep, Kelly's getting one. I hope he takes my advice and keeps a techno as a backup. Um, but yeah, no, that's all I got about that. Uh, what I mean, do you have anything to add on to that one? I don't have anything to add to that. Something that I did miss earlier, though, when we were talking about Rick's Hobby Farm, okay. which is in New Richmond, Wisconsin, yep. one thing that I didn't mention is the Toy Box, which is also in New Richmond, Wisconsin. That's an indoor track. They are doing some Sunday race dates uh, this yes. year. So if you have 10th scale stuff that you like to run on a, a higher bite surface, they're going to be running some races this summer. But I did hear that he's looking at changing up his track surface for the summer. I heard he's talking about bringing black dirt in. I don't hate it. I like it. 
if he gets enough of it. Does he need enough of it? And then does he need to keep it wet too? What's what's the formula with black dirt? So my favorite formula with black dirt is for it to be tractor packed, not super tight, but not super loose, but tractor packed. Um, I like it wet. You should, it's going to, it's going to shed more than the clay. Um, so he blowing the track off after every run will have way more of effect than it does with the clay. It'll be easier on tires. Everybody's going to have to change the tires they run though, which is whatever, you know, buy a set of double D's or whole shots and you're fine. I like it. I love black dirt. Um, I just, you you need enough of it, and you need to keep it wet. That's all. So that, um, not to say that he might not do that in the future, but he definitely, Jason shies away from heavy water use. Well, you can't. You've, you've, never, you've never seen him soak a track. Nope, but, who, so Jason owns a track? Um... It's I'm, not on his property, and, and if I don't want to, I don't want to get this wrong and see, say it like it's fact. It's either his brother's property or possibly his parents. Okay, and so it's a joint effort, and you can see more of his family involved this year. Yeah, the uh, his mom's been there a lot. Is uh, that his brother's been there more? Okay, um, best music so over there, the PA in the in the region. I love that '90s music. What do you? What's that? At the toy box, they have '90s music p- pumping all day, like '90s alternative. Oh, okay, all right. So you're going back to your glory days, then. Yep, <laughs> I I love <laughs> it. I've been trying. So, I, I I love music. I've been trying to get into newer stuff. So I put Post Malone on my Pandora, and I've been forcing myself to listen to it. And really, that sounds awful. It is. It's not getting any better. I've been trying for a month. I'm going to try for another month, but I've literally found two songs I like. So yeah, I've, that's two more than I have, and I, I, I. He's hip hop, right? Yeah, but I mean, sort know, of. They play like what if you want if you want to call current hip hop hip hop. Yeah, but they play like this chick Halsey. My daughter loves Halsey. Um, they play whatever. They're all, they're just face tattoo dorks. They're not cool. Anyways, yeah. Got off on a little rant, whatever. <laughs> so should we get into questions? We should. And as that's happening, yep. it's the last lap of Silver State. Yep. Elliot Boots, Ty Tessman, going at it. Boots takes it. Nice. Good for Boots. Good for Ty for sticking in there. So Elliot Boots, Ty Tessman, Ryan Mayfield. Nice. Mayfield made it up. He did. Yeah, he climbed up from like seventh to third. So Good for him. Good for him. All right. So Alan Smith asks, should there be a meeting between local track owners before each season to work out a schedule that works for everyone, and will that help attendance? 
I said I know exactly what he's getting at. Do you know exactly what he's getting at? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I got blocked by Brian Bowman on Facebook. It's kind of funny. Oh, bummer for you. I know, I know. I don't get to see his fake positivity and whatever. Anyways, so Thunder Road decided to shit all over Sean Van Dalen's series. Sean and I have made amends. We're not best friends, but we're civil. I I, I don't hate the guy. We, we made amends, you know what I mean? Yep. And then here comes Brian Bowman, just shits all over Sean's schedule. And then it's like, dude, what do you think you're doing? Well, Brian's like, well, some dates are going to overlap and blah, blah. Oh, none of our guys are going to be going to your place. And these tracks are 20, not even 20 minutes apart. Yeah, 15 at best. Yeah, no, dude, there's a lot of overlap in those two tracks between racers. Yep, absolutely there is. And then Thunder Road gets a J-Con Nats. Well, I hope, for one, they bring in their own race director. For two, will Thunder Road still be there in October? And three, will they come beforehand and actually make some obstacles that don't suck? That's a question. Rona, Rona really needs to get on this. I'm not as somebody who's, I mean, I talked to Rona, but I talked to Rona about monster trucks and shit. I don't get into serious stuff with them, but if any of you guys get into ser- serious stuff with Rona, talk to him about Thunder Road. Let him know what's up. Anyways, so yes, I do think that everybody needs to get together and be like, hey, so the Nitro Series is always the third weekend of every month and because that's just the way it's always been. North Branch might be the second, or I don't know. It's, it's a, North Branch is always Father's Day weekend. Always has been. Yep. Whatever. But other than that, it's third weekend every month. So that leaves you with three more weekends to work with. So Sean put his the second weekend of every month. Cool. So you still have the first and the fourth. Thunder Road, do they care? Do they show any tact? Do they... They don't care about the racing community. You can tell they just... The Minnesota racing community is such a fragile thing. And they're just pissing all over it. They're not good for this state. World-class facility ran by... They put Brian Bowman in charge of promoting. That just shows what kind of nut jobs are running this place. Whoops. I mean, the dude talks mad shit about people breaking their contracts about being a sponsor driver. Then he breaks a contract to become a serpent regional director, I guess. Ooh, and they're got damn right mind is gonna run serpent except for tony swenson and jeremy whitting they're the only two people i know that are gonna run serpent other than that who else are you gonna get worth mentioning nobody and brian's gonna make all kinds of excuses sign all kinds of wrong people step on the wrong kinds of people then guess what he's almost done with his three-year stint in rc before he takes a three-year break you got to remember that. He's in for about three, out for about three. He's going to find an excuse. He's going to be gone. He might stick around for an extra year after he hears me say that, but 
I'm right about this most of the time. Yeah. I I mean if maybe they were focused mostly on the 10th scale side, but if they weren't, I I would have gone after a guy like Jeremy and I I don't know anything about him, but he seems like a nice guy. His yeah, he's not vehicle, a bad guy. His vehicle always looks pretty damn good. Yep. And he he's a heck of a driver. He sticks it in the A. Yep. I mean, what more could you want? Bowman can talk his way into situations. He's not with me, Gant. Well, yeah, me too. But that's how that happened. I'm just not a fan of anything that's been happening. I mean, you have so many other weekends you can play with. And then Chris Martin saw this, and he's like, um, well, can you look at my dates? I'm like, bro, you're running oval. That is a different thing. We're not going to have, that's asking, you know, about having an RC demolition derby the same weekend of a Nitro series. If there's one guy that's a crossover, I'd be surprised. Not yep. that not that the demo derby's a bad thing. It's no, just no. a way Oval, different. Oval's awesome. Yeah, but Oval's off. They are their own crowd. They 100%. It's like, you don't have to worry about us. You know, we just don't worry about it. And if you really want, show Sean. And then... You know, Brian tried giving Sean a salesman's pitch, and Sean wasn't having. And then all of a sudden, Brian started deleting and blocking people. It was great. But yes, Alan, <laughs> I'm, people need to get I'm, together for big race club races. You're gonna have this. You, you're gonna have multiple tracks running Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's what's gonna be. But if you're gonna have a once a month series race, you gotta get your asses together. It would be nice. Yes. I wish I wish that um Jason from the Toy Box and Chris from the five ten yep. would get on opposite schedules because I'd love to you know, I I can't go club race every Saturday anymore. So I, I do like going to trophy races, not necessarily for chasing trophies because I don't end up with a lot of them. Yeah. But I you know, all my friends are there. Yeah. There's there's better competition, the the smaller classes fill up a bit. They are, they are. Unfortunately, it takes a trophy to get people there in a point series, it but is. it does work. It does. I like the super little trophies Chris had for the, for the banquet race. Yeah, they were fabulous. I, um, I'm looking at a a cup right now. It fits perfectly in anywhere. You don't have to make space for it, but you can look at it. You can remember the fun time you had. Yep, and. It gave me the idea to do that for the bicycle race that I put on this weekend, and everybody loved it. Right, right. Um, let's see. So what else do we have? Chad Ashio asks about classic RC stuff. Well, that's kind of a blanket thing. So what sucks is... I would, po- I would point him to your previous podcast. <laughs> well, no, we're doing more classic RC podcasts. Right. Um, we're... I'm. Doing one with Corey Hens in oh, two cool. weekends about the Brainerd history because I I went to Brainerd a couple times, but I guess they had their own heyday up there, and I'd love to hear about it. Um, now, if he's talking about the tapes, well, so that thirty dollar deal quit working after two tapes. The, the software quit working, I believe. 
and then I tried it on several different computers. It just never worked right. Dang it. So I'm going to buy a different setup. Instead of doing the $30 gig, I'm going to go 80 and There's an $80 one. And if that doesn't work, I, I'm going to give you your tapes right back and be like, sorry, man, I couldn't put them on. By the he, time you get to the end of this, I wonder if it would have been cheaper for you to go to one of those professional places that does it. But I have a bunch of other tapes that, you know what I mean? Sure. I have so many tapes I want to go through that are non-RC. Sure. Like I, my daughter's first birthday is on a camcorder with one of those mini tapes. So, yeah, anyways... Um, so yeah, we're going to keep working on that. Um, I'll let you know, you know, whatever. Um, Connor Ehlers, how many classes is too many? Now is that how many to run in a day or how many classes is too many? Oh, I, think, in, in, I think he can point to his own racing program <laughs> Okay. and Connor, Connor is a great friend of mine. He's probably my current favorite person to right. go racing with right i like connor and he's doing way too much yep the correct answer connor no more don't do any more than two unless there is over 150 entries because when joey's at the track really i'm running three classes you know what i right. mean and holy shit it's a rush between every round stock buggy truggy and his and let's say something breaks oh just stress pure stress so yeah don't do any more than two now how many classes is too many in a race program well the correct answer to that is th there's a few thoughts on that but if there's two or three in a class you can cut that class but really, absolutely. I mean, I would like to see, I don't know, there's things I'd like to let, see less of, but I'm a hypocrite because I want to run Mini Truggy, and that's a new class. So, um, I think we, oh, we got TJ Barnes. Uh, he got a new two-wheel drive buggy. He wants no do's and don'ts. Um, I'm going to go through my do's and don'ts. Um Keep good rear tires on it because he got a Yokomo CAL2. I just got rid of one. Don't, um, Senior's setting his camber up with setup wheels, which is nice, but it's like set your camber up, but then also make sure your tie rods are the same length. That's the only way to get cam camber right from side to side because off road wheels suck in that aspect. Don't run too high a ride height. Don't try to go too far outside the box. What do you think for them? Uh, I would say don't chase uh, expensive motors yet. Right. Learn what you're, you know, learn to drive it. Um, get to a point where you're only crashing, you know, once, twice in a race. Yep. And then you can spend the money. Yep, yep. No, you don't. So, and get in Omaha. That track's huge. That's a track where you can use motor and light parts and all that shit. My car weighed in at 1,560 grams every run. 
so 61 grams overweight and I have an off-the-shelf R1 V21 motor from Dollar Hobbies and it was plenty there were guys that were weighing in after me and 1500 grams on the nuts that type of thing and it's like nah you, you didn't have any one one guy well a couple guys were picking it up towards the end of the weekend and giving me a little bit of a run but once i mean the only hop up on my car i have are lunsford tie rods and that's only in case i run it somewhere that uses calcium sure yeah my my happiest place for my two-wheel drive buggy is about 1550 yeah um the only time I run, and I'm always pretty much speaking towards the 510 because yep. that's my favorite place to run it. Yep. Now, when I would, when I used to travel for work, I'd race at leisure hours once in a while. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when I would go there, their traction would be on turf level. Yeah, that's for how sure. High it was, and when yep. you go to that, then yeah, run it at 1501. No. Run the cut gears. Run all of that the because grip, it helped. The grip was super high in Omaha too. I mean, sure. it, it might, my car was lacking a tick on the straightaway. Everywhere else, it's like, and again, watch, go go on my Facebook page, watch that Dash for Cash video. I just broke everybody's legs in the infield. Sure. Screw the straightaway, that's two seconds on that big of a track. It really is. So, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you, though, totally, don't chase the lightweight shit get your car feeling good yep i mean you can you can do nice things like titanium turnbuckles because then you can put weight back in a place where you need it but also think of this too and danny williams got me thinking about this last year so people are like oh let's put a titanium screw kit on that hold on a minute yeah that doesn't make sense don't on the bottom of the chassis anyway yeah i was gonna say don't do the bottom side because that's where you want the weight. Take the do the right. top side, but also you know you got to be careful. Don't put it in breakables. So do the top side. Take some of that weight up high out. It's it's a game. That's a game. You just let let's say you're losing the A main by a tenth of a second. And that's when you start screwing with that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We we all are guilty of going too soon on that oh yeah with with the b5m i went nuts with it and all it made me do is get frustrated it's all it made me do um yeah i was talking to um the vanderbeeks and i don't believe they were too much on the upgrade the um i sat across from the entire family so there's alex vanderbeek i forget the dad's name and there's a little boy Alex's younger brother, nicest, nicest racing family you've seen. Really good, really helpful people, but yeah, they were, I don't think they did too much for hop-ups. They just ran the car. I mean, right now the TLR 5.0 and the B6.1, the standard one, you're not going to get much better. I don't know. And the the biggest thing for a guy like TJ, who is... I don't know the last time that he ran off road, or if he has. I don't think he has. I think this so is if his he first year at all. Um, just get a decent neutral setup. Yep. You don't have to follow 
what um, Spencer Rivkin is doing, or what? Or wait, he's uh, he's Yokomo. Yeah. So, so he, you don't have to follow what Mayfield's doing. Yeah, but you get a nice neutral setup and burn laps. Yep. go through tires. One thing I liked on the Yokomo for springs, I can help you with are V two AE springs because. The Yokomo Springs and I got the Yada B Springs that they don't make anymore. They weren't as good as the AE for landing. So sure. All right. Ooh, Jeff Choban wants to make this a really, really, really long podcast. I have thoughts on it. We've talked about this. He goes thoughts on spec handout can. Can-Am Motors for local stock club racing. Should tracks look at it for indoor season? Does it make the tr- class less appealing, requiring someone to buy a weak motor that maybe isn't used everywhere? Does it lower cost much, more level playing field, more manageable speeds for entry-level racing? Do you have a thought on this one? Well, we both had thoughts because we actually talked about this a little bit. We've talked about this. It was yeah. it was as pertained to the 510 in that uh, Chris Martin was looking at doing a 21-5 buggy class next year yep. for the people that are trying to get out of sportsmen and make their next step. Uh, and uh, he was he was looking at one of those hobby-winged fixed-timing motors, and that is, as you know, because your dad loves Spec yep, 12, the yep. on-road class, that's the type of motor that they well, use. Spec 12 is 17-5 fixed-timing. Correct. But they, they use that fixed timing can. Yep. Um, I think it's a great idea. I especially, do too. Especially for dollar because they have so many people right now that have no off-road experience. Right. I I like the Can-Am style better. Uh, I mean, it's the same deal. Let's say you get a TSR Can-Am motor. I believe it's fixed timing. You can't touch it and you have to gear it. But the Can-Am style motor is a 3.5 bullets, so you don't have to solder. It's more convenient. Okay. But other than that, spec motor, Can-Am, handout, all of it. Um, as long I'm as all it, for it as long as you still offer our regular stock buggy class. Right, right. Or, you know, do what Omaha does. Have independent stock buggy, but go a step further and make it a hobby wing seventeen five yep. fixed timing. Yep, perfect. But Jeff is sedan, so sedan's been going through some things. Seventeen um, five is no longer stock. Twenty one five is. For some people, that's still a little too fast. So, would you take a 21.5 fixed timing motor? But then you're adding another class, you're splitting it, but... Yep. Yeah, it's tough to... For them, I would say, and, you know, he's probably asking on behalf of Dollar Hobbies Raceway. He's an employee of theirs. He's an avid racer there. Yep. Um, I would say, let's figure out what you got first. Yep. Let's yep. get through a few weekends, maybe a couple months. Yep. And let's see what we have. Yep, for sure. But I think like those hobby wing fixed timing motors, they're forty five bucks. And if sure. everybody's on the same motor, what's not appealing about that? Yeah, that's super appealing. To do like one of those 
step out of sportsman two-wheel drive buggy classes. Right, right. Dude, I'm looking at the audience insight for the page, and it looks like the way it is at an RC track, 94% men, 5% women, 1% unspecified. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that means. Yeah. Hey, we want all of you. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. But, yeah, it's it's kind of funny how the insight of this podcast reflects uh, RC track also. I don't know, man. We've been going for about an hour and a half. I'm tired. I got beat up too much this weekend. I don't know. Any final thoughts? I, I think I've run out. How about you? Yeah, I've ran out of talent. I still have to figure out where I'm going to race next weekend. That's a good problem to have. Absolutely. All right. We'll uh, see y'all maybe next week, and we've ran out of talent.